Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Ruthie. And I'm Becca. And today we are doing the first part of our choose part series on 15 ways that you can make money this summer. Now, if this is the first time you've ever listened to our podcast, you should definitely check out our website, businesstalksistergok.com, because we have all of our other episodes as well as links to tons of fun resources on our tools and tips page. So definitely check those things out. We love helping people demystify business so that they can try it out for themselves. So the first thing on our list today for 15 ways to make money, Ruthie's going to tell us a little bit about. Yeah. So we have yeah spent a lot of time making this list of different things that we've done to make money or different things that we've um, heard of other people doing or have friends that do it that we thought was interesting and you guys might like as well. So the first thing we have on our list is potting plants and selling them to your neighbors. Um, so basically, this is pretty self-explanatory, but Becca and I used to work at a, um, a greenhouse called Red's Greenhouse and we loved working there. It was uh, many, many great memories from that. Um, but basically what we did is we would just take pots and we'd fill it with fresh dirt and then we would arrange um, the flowers inside the pot and make them really pretty and then we would grow and cultivate them so that they had a nice root system and so it wasn't just throwing things in there and then just giving it to people a lot of the time it was just um, yeah really making it a quality product and then selling those to people yeah so within that one of the things that I think a lot of people are wondering about too is well how do I make it look nice because I just potted this plant and like it totally looks ugly or whatever and that's the way they normally look when you first pot them. The trick is you have to wait like a month before you start actually selling them because you need it to get bigger and more lush to look fuller within the planter and you're utilizing your resources because like if you go to any kind of store that sells greenhouse supplies and you get some pansies or whatever and you start putting them in planters and arranging them they're obviously really small but we have to remember that plants grow bigger like that's the point of plants right and so um some tips we have for helping you figure out how to price them and all that kind of stuff is definitely scope out some of the different potting places in the area or greenhouses see what they're selling for some places they sell for like hundreds of dollars. Other places they're around 50 bucks. So know what your, your cost of goods sold is going to be. And then think about how you can market those better. Um, I know someone who I talked to in the past who went around their neighborhood and just sold them out of a wagon. Um, I think I would go about it by putting them on like a business Instagram page because then you can see the analytics behind that. Was there like on a personal, you're not able to. Um, but then from there, you could definitely take really nice pictures of them and have at least six different um, types of designs of what you think people are going to like. So not the exact same plant or planter every time. And then the next one that we have on our list is filling up gas tanks for people. So this sounds a little bit interesting. <laughs> um, you're not going around and just taking people's cars, um, but it's actually taking those little red tanks or how, whatever color they are and filling them up for people. Because I know for me, that's one thing that I hate doing. I always get a headache when I have to take gas um, in because we live far out of town. So having to drive all the way back um, to our house with this smelly gas tank and it's spilling everywhere and um, I always despite 
the pungent smell. I always seem to um, forget that it's in there and I turn or something and all of a sudden it's spilled all over the place so it smells worse. So basically what we want to do is capitalize on that frustration that people have in transporting gas for things like their lawnmower or their chainsaw or whatever else um, and telling people, hey, I'd be willing to go to the store and or go to the gas station and fill that up for you and bring it back within within the hour and doing that for them like making that known to your neighbors that you're willing to do that this is kind of a not necessarily something that you'd be able to do all the time but keeping people aware of that and making that um, known to your friends your family so that they know that you are not only willing to do that but you're um punctual and you're able to do that and you've got a, a setup or something maybe you put a tarp in the back of your car so that if you do have any spillage then it's taken care of and so it's not a huge inconvenience for you um, and maybe you can do a run where you um, do that for a whole bunch of people maybe you do it once a month or something you just say leave your tanks outside and I'll swing by and fill them up for you you can fill up your lawnmowers yourself or whatever and you just have it in a rotation you could do it that way as well as opposed to just waiting for people to contact you you say once a month I'm going to come and fill up your tanks for you and drop them off at your house yeah so with that though a couple things that we should keep in mind one you're going to need to document what the price of gas is right? Because that fluctuates pretty regularly. And you're going to need to tell people, this is how much the price was when I filled up your tank. And then also what's your service fee for doing that? Um, include like the mileage it takes you and that kind of stuff, because that's all going to be something that you need to factor into your cost because it's going to cost money to get there and get the gas too, right? Um, I also would say, don't go crazy on how many you're doing at the same time because um, there's one thing to be filling up a couple five gallon tanks but when you start like saying I'm gonna buy a huge truck and do this um, you actually need a permit for that <laughs> so just make sure that when you're doing this think about those things be safe as well um, one of the things Ruthie mentioned was like um, chainsaws now you're gonna need to do a little bit of research on like what a two-stroke engine is and that kind of stuff about because that gas is special like it's half oil that kind of stuff so know what you're doing if you're gonna do more than just gas because certain engines need certain things and you don't want to make a liability for yourself of just completely destroying someone's stuff right and then also document what you did so that way if ever someone's like you completely ruined my chainsaw I mean if you're just putting it in the thing for them and saying, here's a tank. That's one thing. But if you're filling it up for them, make sure that you say, this is exactly what I did. Um, just to lower your liability. I mean, you're doing it for your neighbors it might not be that big of a deal, but it's always good to be safe. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keep your windows open when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other thing that we have on our list, or the next thing, third thing, uh, is clothes mending uh, work or other sewing projects. So this is something that Becca knows a lot about. She's done a lot of sewing. I've recently got into sewing because of, one, because of quarantine, and two, because um, I had hip surgery, so I had to do a lot of sitting. So I was like, oh, I need to get some some sitting hobbies. So uh, I started making a quilt, um, and that's something I've been working on right now. But that's um, in doing all of that research to be able to do those sewing projects. There's so many YouTube channels that teach you how to make pillows, how to make quilts, how to make duvet covers, things like that, that you can custom make for people. So Becca's going to tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So some of the biggest things that people are always thinking, oh, I would so pay someone for that is um, buttons, zippers. Usually you have to have a sewing machine for a zipper um, and hemming. Mm -hmm. So hemming, especially in like dresses or pants. Now there's a couple different ways you can do this. If you're really low cost and you're like, I don't want to invest in a sewing machine, um, you can do a lot of by hand stuff. So like buttons, you can't use a sewing machine for, um, a lot of pant hemming you can do by hand, uh, as well. I would definitely check out a couple different YouTube videos before starting and practice. Um, because when you hem someone's clothes, you're probably going to want them to be wearing them while you're figuring out where to put your pins and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the cost on this really depends on where you are in the United States. Uh, in the Midwest, I think people probably charge between 10 to $15 for hemming a pair of pants or something like that. But I mean, if you have nothing else going on and you just want to watch some TV while you're hemming a pair of pants, like this is an excellent way to make some money, right? Um, especially if you're stuck inside. Uh, another way is if people have something like their favorite shirt or whatever got a rip in it, just getting those like simple things sewn up for them in a really nice way that it looks clean um investing in different color threads is going to be important to make sure you look professional too because i have definitely done that and it's awkward where you're like oh this entire outfit is blue but this thread is orange <laughs> so yeah yeah yep the next thing on our list number four is the county fair i don't know if you guys have ever looked into the county fair but ruthie and i grew up doing 4-H so we are pretty well versed in the county fair and um you can actually enter things there if you've ever been to the county fair and you're like wow these are really cool handmade exhibits from all these people um that's because people in your county who made stuff brought it there and entered it right mm -hmm. what you don't know is that if you win a place in the fair like a ribbon majority of the time you get paid for the place that you get. Um, within 4-H, it's like a different price point than if it is within like open class. So if you're not in 4-H, in you can still do this. You could still do it as an adult too. It's not just for kids. And you also can enter a class like, oh, I'm just a beginner versus like expert. Some places for quilts, oh my goodness, quilts are so competitive in the mm -hmm. elderly category. So they do it by age. Like if you're over like 60 years old, you're in one category versus another one. Um, but if you win a place in that, you can make um, some, some money. So what I've done in the past is stuff that I have already been working on. Like maybe it's flowers that I've grown. I just take some of those flowers and enter them in the fair or like my rhubarb patch or whatever. And I think last year I just grabbed stuff that I worked on throughout the year for my house, brought it in, showed it to other people at the fair, right? You enter it. And I made like 45 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff is like really nice because you're not getting rid of it. You're not selling your stuff. You're just putting it on display for everyone else to see. And then you get to take it home with you afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like what a deal, right? <laughs> so definitely check out the county fair um, because this summer your county probably has one and they're always looking for more people to enter stuff in the fair because they want people to pay to come to the fair, right? Mm -hmm. So make it worth their while and show off your stuff. 
definitely if you're a small, like trying to grow a business too, that's a great way to get exposure mm-hmm. as someone yeah. who's like a professional. Yeah, maybe you can embroider your logo and contact information into a pillow and then you can just <laughs> display that. The pricing does vary, vary, vary from county to county, depending on um, like when we lived in a larger county, the, the payout or whatever the prize money that you got was lower than uh, when we lived in a smaller county, you get significantly more money. That was something I was absolutely floored about when we moved to a smaller county for putting things in 4-H. We got paid almost double for everything that we put in the fair for, um, for 4-H in the smaller county, which I thought was pretty Yeah, cool. one time... My sister entered chickens and got paid like 60 bucks for one chicken. Well, she won. They did like the blue ribbon auction for 4-H and uh, she actually won. Aaron got $200 and Miriam got like 150, I think, for the blue ribbon auction, which is something a little bit different. But um, yeah, you can make some serious money uh, really if you look into it and actually work on your projects. Yeah, no, the county fair in Minnesota when you go to the state fair afterwards, especially in 4-H, I had a lot of friends who did cows and the blue ribbon auction is just basically businesses buying your ribbon to support young farmers. Mm -hmm. Some of my friends would make like $16,000. That's a lot of money um, to just auction off a ribbon from you taking care of a cow. And I mean, cows cost a lot of money to maintain, right? But that's how most of my friends growing up paid for part of their college. So definitely look into these different avenues. We highly recommend 4-H. It's a great leadership program. Yeah. Um, But yeah, okay, we're going to get to the next one. Number five, play the stock market. Now, I know some of you might think this is really scary, but there are some new features out there, new apps that are really awesome. I use Robinhood. We'll put a link to that in the blog post of this as well. So you can go back and check it out. Um, but the reason I like it is because when you use Robinhood, um, you can trade for free and you don't have to pay any money to make a trade. Um, you do have to have a bank account connected. So if you don't have a bank account yet, you should probably set one up with your parents completely free to set up a bank account if you're under 18 under your parents' bank, most places. So have that. And then what I did was I started, um, I got some money for Christmas like two years ago. And so I put that in there to see how it did. And then I started listening to the, um, or they have a podcast as well. It's called like the Daily Snacks or something, but their newsletter is the bomb. I love it. I, I read it like almost every every day. Um, and within that, they tell you like who's up, who's down, what's going on. And if you kind of pay attention to what's happening in the world, you can really capitalize on some opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when this whole COVID-19 thing broke out in China to begin with, in Wuhan, my husband said to me, I bet that Zoom is going to go up because people are going to start using a video chat for more things. So more companies are going to start buying it. We should really buy that. So um, we did. And within that, like, well, first of all, we thought they were a good company to begin with and we totally wanted them a long time ago, but they weren't even a public company yet. So we had waited and then we bought them and all of a sudden, like everything happened in the United States a month later, blah, 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 all this stuff. Boom. It went up $50 in like a week. 
but you also have to pay attention to when to sell things because when Facebook announced, oh, we're going to be starting a new video software that's absolutely free, their stock price dropped like 13% in one day, right? So Zoom stock price went down? Yep. Okay. So definitely be like, oh, I see other people, other players entering the market or like their earnings announcement is going to come out. Did they, are they going to, do you think they did well this quarter or not? Pay attention to those things because that'll definitely help you um, with that. So just for some numbers to reference, the stock market is a little slower than other things. If you're playing it and you're not super active, um, you need to hold the stock for three days without a day trader license. So just plan on that. You can't buy it and sell it the same day. Um, I started probably in 2018 and with $180 and now I think I have around like 460 some dollars. So almost doubled, if not right about doubled my money, but that took me like two years. So, and I tried some smaller stocks that only went like a couple dollars. Sometimes I lost some money. Um, really think about how to diversify and all that kind of stuff too. It's just a fun time, you guys. <laughs> so definitely check it out. Okay, number, I believe this is, is this six? <laughs> it's yeah, number six, <laughs> nannying. Uh, some of you guys probably are like, oh, I know, I've already done babysitting. Um, but what does it look like to long-term over the summer mm -hmm. uh, have one family that you're caring for? Um, Ruthie, can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so what I did in high school for three years is I nannied for uh, one family and they lived, there's different ways that you can do it. You can go and, and have really cool experiences where you kind of do like an exchange program and you go and nanny for someone for a summer. You can do that within the United States. You can do that abroad, which is a really cool opportunity if that's something that you're interested in. But what I did is I just nannied for the people that lived like a couple, the, on the end of the block from me. So basically what I did is I just got up every morning and then I went um, and I would talk with the mom and then she would leave. Anyway, so what I was in charge of is getting into their like summer activities. So there was a lot of t-ball, a lot of basketball camps and things like that. And then um, it was just making sure they were fed. But also what I did is I cleaned for them. So that was something that... Um, I, she knew that I was a hard worker and she knew that I was very thorough. So she, thorough, she, so she asked me if I would be willing to clean for them as well. So then that's something that if you're nannying, you should ask them about that. Ask them, say, if I were to clean for you as well, could I get paid extra or something like that? You know, word it in a way that doesn't sound like what I just said, but. <laughs> you also need to be good at cleaning. I'm yeah. just going to put that out there. I have had so many different people that I have let watch my kids that I would not let them clean my house. <laughs> and the th I don't know why this is, is this a thing? Do people do this? I've seen so many people sweep a pile of stuff and then just sweep it into the corner and leave it there. Like, why would you do that? I don't, anyway. So I've you, never even heard of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've seen so many people do that. It's gross. But anyway, so if you're going to sweep the floor, it's Pick it up. That's just common sense. If you don't know how to clean, watch a YouTube video. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. And now we're going to transition into our sister gawk portion where we gawk about something that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm going to tell a story about my youngest brother, Micah. Um, so one time I was sitting in my room and all of a sudden I heard just yelling 
and yelling, yelling. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is going on? So I went into the bathroom and Micah comes, or er, Micah comes over to me and he was like, really, will you please help me? Will you please help me? Help me see this. Help you with what? And I go into the bathroom and he literally had, all I could see was just a toilet full of Legos. <laughs> I was like, what happened? And he was like, well, I was trying to transport them from upstairs to downstairs. And what he had done is put them in his shirt, like held them, you know, like, like little basket style in his shirt. So he had all these Legos and he decided, or it just, it came over him that he had to go to the bathroom while he was in mid-transport. And so he's going to the bathroom and somehow or another spilled all of his Legos into the toilet. And then I said, I said, Micah, had you already gone to the bathroom? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, why is the water yellow? And he was like, he was like, well, I still had to go, so I just peed on them. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. And then he was like, oh. help me get them out. And I was like, I will get you a bucket. You can put them in the bucket, and then you will transport them to the sink, and you can wash them out yourself. <laughs> so, uh, add a little bleach to that bucket, yeah, right? <laughs> really, yeah. So that is the Sister Gawk portion of our, our episode today. Thank you so much for joining us, and join us again next week for part two.